0: Today on our show, for episode 420, 420. releasing on or around about 420, we are predictably counting down the top 10 stoner
1: things to watch. Stoner Films, y'all. It's up in the house. Let's go, Polly. I was gonna clean my room until I got high. <laughs> I was gonna get up and find the broom, but then I got high. Uh, la da, 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 My room da, da, da. is still messed up, and I know why. Why, go. <laughs> ah, welcome to episode four twenty of the Countdown Podcast, ladies and gentlemen. My name is Wayne, and my name is Paul. Welcome to the podcast. We countdown
0: stuff in order of awesomeness, so you don't have to. And today's topic is, with thanks to patron extraordinaire and all around. Amazing dude, Chris Gini, who a bunch of weeks back, I want to say three months ago, said, if my math are correct, mm-hmm. your episode 420 is going to drop on on our, in American time 420. on 420. Yeah. Now, we released on Friday morning here. It's the 21st in Australia, but that will still mean in... All parts of America, it's it's 4:20 in the evening.
1: Let me tell you something. Yeezy is the tits. I like this guy, and awfully and and it's so cool that he figured that out. Because let me tell you something. I was in San Francisco on 4:20 a few years ago. Ooh, right? how'd that go, dude? I was in a place called Dolores Park, which is the world's biggest park. I've never seen a bigger park. Really? That's where my Airbnb was. It was in this like walk up on the way near that. And the entire park, which again you can almost not see the end of, it's so big, was full of people giving out free edibles, charring it up big time because it's all legal down there, Paulie. In San Fran. Yeah, you could be Can't five o, walk past him and blow some weed in his face, and he'd be like, "What's up?" You know, like so. <laughs> not sure about that, but still. Yeah, I know, but like, um, for real, it's like it, it's like the most. I was like, "What? Where am I?" It was amazing.
0: I believe the words you use after that were heaven.
1: <laughs> you added titties to that equation, and you're on the point. I'm just saying. (laughs)
0: All right. So these, I I had all films on my list. I did open it up to you last week. So if you want to put TV shows on there, you can. And I can think of one TV show which will automatically be an entry into your list. Did you not bother?
1: No, I didn't uh, because I forgot that. That's
0: okay then. (laughs) Top 10 stoner movies it is. We will revert to because what could be more stonery than getting a brief brief wrong. (laughs) But anyway, let's do this then on the other side of a segment which kicks off most every show. It's called The Recount. (laughs) Who won?
1: Who, 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 who wants a recount? Who, 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 who? who wants a recount? Who, 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 who? who, wants a recount? The recount is our mailroom. Paul,
0: what's up? Well, Wayne, this week's vote hasn't anything to do with the show from a couple of weeks I ago. Looked. It's all to do with whether or not you are going to have to <laughs> see <laughs> evil, oh, that I evil, dead Rise This week as we were invited to an advanced <laughs> screening And of course I accepted Now I'll put up here And I have to say The most responded to vote <laughs> In many many weeks Before you even put this up I knew how show. it would turn
1: out Okay so let's just Go ahead Paul Go ahead
0: <laughs> 83 votes And here were the options Should Wayne basically have to see Evil Dead Rise for the show Not for me
1: Fuck off It's so for you <laughs> This is 100% for Paul No matter what he says <laughs>
0: I mean, I'm not going to lie. It's got some benefits here. Nick. Side benefits, let's be honest. But yeah. For the show, should Wayne have to see Evil Dead Rise and then review it on the show? The options were, yes, Wayne has to see it and stop being a massive blouse. Mm. Or no, Wayne is a good egg and shouldn't have to don the brown undies this week. <laughs> the results from 83 votes are in. And at an astoundingly small 26 votes, no, Wayne is a good egg and shouldn't have to wear the brown this Thank week. you,
1: 26 people who are nice and, like, <laughs> you know, kind and shit.
0: 57 people, however, <laughs> said yes, he has to see it because he should stop being a
1: massive blouse. Uh, all right, look, because obviously I have to now, and for <laughs> you people and Paul, I'm going to do it, but this might be where I draw the line, people. If I hate this thing, I'm never watching another horror film. <laughs> Okay, I'm just saying. All right, until the next hole in the schedule comes up. With Hell to the no. Paul always film. bullies me into this shit.
0: <laughs> Chad Fackler said, well, let's face it. I wouldn't want to be forced to sit through some of the rom-com he watches. So fair is fair, the golden rule and all that. So he voted no. Thanks, Chad. Nicholas Haskins, of course. Nicholas Haskins ex- is a kind man. Epic film guy. And now Nikolai's Kitchen Guy says, I mean, I wouldn't go even with a free ticket. So add one for Team Wayne. Word to Big Bird. <laughs> Josh Raglan also said, I vote no as a fellow non-horror person. See, you can tell who's fucking really my friend. Joy Davidson, <laughs> patron extraordinaire of the show, said, my, my vote is for sale to whoever is the first to release Reap. <laughs> Nicole Presley, also patron extraordinaire, said, Wayne, I love you, but still, it's Evil Dead. Exactly.
1: <laughs> oh, no.
0: And Joel Zabara said, Wayne, my good mate Jesse Dixon is forcing me to watch it as well. I am very similar to you with horror, but we have to do this to prove we aren't pussies. Well, maybe
1: I'll FaceTime you during, bro. How about that? <laughs>
0: Uh, Jesse Dixon replied back and said, well, that's what you get, Joel, when you lose the Oscars betting pool. <laughs>
1: <laughs>
0: so basically, all the written comments were supporting you, but people voted with their button and then ran away
1: laughing, screaming in mirth. Yeah, you can probably how often that happens in my life. Um, <laughs> all right. Well, look, I'm obviously going to go now. It's going to be the, the worst Monday night ever. No, it's not. It's gonna be great. I'll sit in there. Can we sit in some in the recliners if we're going to that cinema it's, so I can maybe take a look? I nap? can't remember what cinema we're at, oh, I don't okay. know if it's
0: at that one. It might be in a poo. <sighs> all right. Well, but yeah, if we are, it could be Karen. I need to double check. If we are at a good cinema, then we can try and find the uh the legs back for you so you I'm can. I'm doing I don't know.
1: this for you people. Yeah,
0: that's it for this week's recap. Let's get into the countdown proper on the other side of this music queue. It's the top ten stoner movies of all time. Let's see if we can do this in one talk. Take. Take. Uh, 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 Danny Warhol's bringing us in on the top 10 stunner movies of all time Now Wayne, in days gone by yes. years past
1: years past ladies and gentlemen, uh, some of you may know that I uh, in the past once have taken part of the doobage. <laughs> um, I, I, uh, I I used to be some of, of a proponent. Uh, it's been some time now. I don't know if you've noticed this or not, but I've been off it for quite a while. Yes. And I was very scared that it I would no longer be funny. Still misses the brief. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, certain problems are <laughs> eternal. But um, yeah, so for me, uh, you know, the, the, the idea, the stoner culture and so on, sure, I'm familiar with it no longer, but I understand it still. And honestly, a lot of movies and shows that are considered stoner shows Our brief is that in order for it to have come in here, you probably had to have at least a character smoking weed. Weed was was an aspect of the film, something like that. Am I right, Paul? Yeah,
0: or in the case of my number 10, so I'll lead away... It's got two guys in it who everyone thinks are stoners because they act like stoners and speak like stoners, but actually it turns out they weren't stoners.
1: Yeah, so there are there was a subculture, a subsection, I guess, of movies that are stoner films without actual yes, weed in it. That's so it. Uh, that's still allowed; it's fine.
0: Okay, and of course I'm talking about <laughs> Bill and Ted's excellent adventure.
1: Yeah, that sucks. Um, Yay! So- <laughs> Oh, just remember that one. I was never like, I'm going to lose this one because that's how this always goes. It's always your thing. <laughs> Bill and Ted's
0: Excellent Adventure is a great, fun film which I rewatched with my daughter back about six or nine or 12 months ago, maybe in preparation for the third one which came out. Based, yeah, Based on the music. It's just, they're lugheads. They're lovable idiots who get drawn into this adventure. They travel back in time and it is. To use their words in the film, one of the most bodacious stoner films ever, because they act like stoners the whole way through this, but they're just idiots.
1: This was a product of its time. I believe the reason this show was popular in its time was the air guitaring bit. Yeah, yep. that thing, right? Rufus. Uh, sure, Rufus. George Harlan. But everything else about it, I've just never, it's never been my thing. But I get that it's very, very popular. But I will tell you that that third one really blew.
0: This is Harlan George Carlin, I mean, of Did course. You say Harlan? Yeah. Carlin? Okay, yeah,
1: yeah George Harlan. Yeah, the third one didn't blow. Just didn't. It was
0: out of time, and, and the world's moved on. But in 1989, this Stephen Herrick film was all the rage. And, of course, we get Keanu, no Act- longer no longer his most iconic role, between Neo and John Wick. I think that's surpassed his role here. But for a long time, this is how we all thought of Keanu. And then Alex Winter, of course, he's in this film. He's in Lost Boys. He's not in much else.
1: Well, Keanu still has the same hair. <laughs> so he's, and by the way, I hate that John Wick-looking hair. It's crap. But, you know, good for him. Well done. Go, go, we Say, all it, love K, say it to his face Are you kidding me? He John Wick the shit out of That's me That's what I'm saying That's what I'm saying, <laughs> man Dude, just because I talk shit Doesn't mean I'm brave Have you not learned that? <laughs>
0: Steven Segal, the office is still out there Oh no, that one's fine Fuck him, alright That's
1: Nice one uh, My number 10 is actually quite controversial Ladies and gentlemen Because um, this is a film That everyone routinely pans Including the movie's star Ooh but I 100% had a good time with it. And when I saw it, it's very risky to put this on a stoner movie list, which is why I think I'm, I'm done here. But I cannot deny that I saw it. I really liked it. I laughed my ass off. And it's one of the times where I was bewildered at the poor reviews it got when I read about mm, it later. Okay. It's Your Highness. Oh, God. Yes! It's <laughs> fucking
0: suck. Right? So
1: everyone, if unless if you're not familiar, this is a stoner fantasy medieval sword and sorcery film. It's got Danny McBride, James Franco, trust me no one's familiar. Natalie Portman, Justin Theroux, Zoë Deschanel, Damien Lewis. All is in this movie, right? And it's about What these a cast,
0: which turns out to be such a piece of shit.
1: Well, again, I don't look, there's a chance that I may have seen this while perhaps under the influence. <laughs> I'm not sure, but um it's about two princes who are on this mission to save princes. their land. Yeah, I love that song. <laughs> you should put that in somewhere. Um, put it at the end if you want. Excellent. I love me some fucking spin doctors on that level. Yes, but they, they, they have to rescue the heir apparent's fiancé before the kingdom is destroyed. Now, that doesn't really matter, everyone, because the whole point about the thing is that it's Danny McBride being... Look, everyone's baked, and there's even Muppets that are baked in it and stuff like that. I know it sounds bad. There's a Natalie Portman yeah. butt shot and things like no. that, but it is, to me, when I was watching it, I'm like, this is like a funny Lord of the Rings stoner thing, right? Mm. Because the... the, the like. Natalie Portman you got was one playing, of those words right. Stoner. It's uh, like I, I, James Franco was on record as saying this movie sucks. And I'm like, I don't understand. It's, it's not, one of those.
0: It, if you're in the film and you are going, oh, we made a big mistake there. Sorry.
1: I understand. Which Sorry. is why I myself am bewildered about the idea Sorry. of it. Because it shouldn't have happened. Like, I, but I, I still maintain this is funny. Danny McBride is like, you know, making funny jokes like handle your shit. This is really, really good stuff when people are stoned and stuff. So uh,
0: I, I like your highness people. Well, okay. Well, there's only one responsibility really left to this.
1: Ballsy Stupid but ballsy
0: I mean I might agree A film I watched During the week With my daughter Showed it to her For the first time True Lies Yeah How'd she like it Yeah She was okay with it Okay with it Yeah Look well, she's, like she's not us. My daughter doesn't like Acknowledging things That are good When they're good Cause I don't know It's not cool Can't imagine She's your daughter <laughs> <laughs> Pretty sure she would Hate your highness Anyway moving on I My hope, number nine is. Then is a film Which <laughs> The irony here is It's about a stoner Played by Seth Rogen Whoa, <laughs> hey, oh, what. Hey. Oh, if you don't think he's standing up here, you're fucking nuts. With with his dad, played by Harold Ramis, the late great, also a stoner, and yet his actions, Seth Rogen's actions, character's actions in this film, end up knocking up a much hotter woman than he should ever, ever have been allowed to be with. And she wasn't stoned. (laughs) She was drunk. Knocked 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 up. Knocked up. Great movie. Great movie. Fun film. uh contains one of the most distressingly did not see that coming moments oh, the crown, ever the, the crowning, crowning scene or, yeah, yeah or the, or the two birth. shots of that from memory well oh, big, oh, surprise. Yeah. big surprise Big oh, surprise! what is going on here but uh yeah very fun i think quite funny film from 2007. it kind of has disappeared into the annals of history no one talks about knocked up anymore so i thought i'll bring it up here and, and put it in this list
1: also the term is anal Annals. <laughs> <laughs> anals. <laughs> You're quite correct. <laughs> um, I like my version better. Oh know, so Actually, do I. That's already uh, Wayne very Lutz. ironic. yes. Wayne no. his version better. This is of the I, I call this the when Seth Rogen was fat era, <laughs> um, because like he he did very specific movies just like this one here, and this one was really good, jam packed full of like gags, and it's probably one of the few movies where I've seen the fat guy gets the girl and. Yeah, the way the movie plays it, it's like, yeah, I get it. She was drunk. <laughs> but um, there's also a really great scene in here where him and his friends are in a nightclub and they're just talking randomly, and we've done this, Paul, about how great the film Munich was. And they're like, Munich yes. was great, man. Yeah, like, if we get laid tonight, it's because of Eric Banner. <laughs> <and your life." laughs> like, this is really funny shit. So yeah, that's good. Good, good, call, good call.
0: Yeah, but look, I should also mention, you have to be a patron to know this, but we did this for episode like 20 yeah, some almost seven and a half years ago. And I have no idea what I put on this list. So I did look at my list and I
1: have changed up quite a bit. Well, I've tried to actually go a bit left and right here because like, as well, I don't want to do the same list. And, and knowing me, I'm very consistent with my what I hate, like and care. And So I reckon I would have done exactly the same list. So I on purpose picked a few things that might be left field mm. and that's how your highness gets on the list. So, you know. <laughs> All right,
0: fair enough. What's your number nine?
1: My number nine is actually a documentary. It's called Super High Me. Have you heard of this, Paul? Is this
0: Morgan Spurlock?
1: No, it's a, but it's a similar type of thing. The actual guy in it is called Doug Benson. He's ah. a well-known comedian in America. And he's also a well-known, sort of a weed comic. Like he's in High Times Magazine and uh, all that sort of thing. The idea There's here, a magazine called High Times? Oh, yeah. It's really famous. It's really, really famous. Uh, it's been around since the 70s. Okay. Yeah. Anyway, the idea behind this doco, and it's a little like Morgan Spurlock, but basically he said, I'm going to smoke pot every day for 30 days. I try and remember to film it. And that's what his idea now he and, and so he said, so first of all, he had to be off weed for 30 days. And then he had to be on weed for 30 days. And it follows the, his stoner kind of like journey, I guess, while he goes and uh, it goes before or after tests, which range from SATs to psychic ability to what? All, yeah, all sorts of shit. They actually pulls it out. And then you can tell you can see him on stage talking about it and he's just like in the middle of a joke and he just forgets the joke and shit like that. What you, what would, you, what you would expect? <laughs> oh, I don't know. understand. And it's, <laughs> it's quite funny and the way that he actually administers the weed is not just joints or whatever. It's actually a measured dose by someone who's controlling it via a vaporizer which is the most effective way to get... Like that into your system, basically. Uh, so it is surprisingly, I found, very interesting. Okay. I, like, I like the uh, serious sort of nature of this one. Yeah, because he's doing math problems and <laughs> shit like that. Guess what? Uh, some of his um, some of his scores actually went up after the weed. But Which I'm, scores? I think it was actually... Uh, it wasn't cognitive, but it was like problem solving, believe it or not. Um, I it, don't believe it. I know. I mean, um, he's, he's
0: a population of one, so we can't... Exactly. We can't the sample, sample size is
1: far too small for you to actually draw any conclusions. However... This is the thing about, I believe, the weed, the stoner culture, the so on. People actually, the reason weed is illegal is because of um, the newspaper magnate. I can't remember his name now. But basically, he was the guy who was printing newspapers. And there was an alternative crop of hemp, which was threatening his riches. Because now you could print newspaper on hemp. So he, what he did is he made up this story about how hemp is weed and it's bad for you and it runs and he has like reefer madness and all those. Yeah, that, that docu- that that's entire, the documentary. That's right. And all that thing came out because of him and he fucking, George Bernard, I can't remember his name. Sorry. And that's why weed has been illegal since the fifties because of all that Not shit. Not the guy from
0: Mank. What's his name?
1: Can you I remember? Don't. Yeah, no. it probably, actually I think it is mm. him. I can't remember his name now, sorry everyone. But um, I'm straight by the way. Um, <laughs> Um so yeah, but that's that's the thing. And yeah, long story short, great show. You should check it out. Even mm. straight. Okay,
0: very nice. My 8 is a very, very predictable one, and I know I've gone to the well on this one. It's it kicked off a whole film franchise, arguably cinematic universe in some senses. Harold and Kumar go to White Castle. Low. Yeah, um. <laughs> I, I think this is like as as a non stoner, and I want to be clear here, it's not like I've not been stoned, I just I don't smoke at all or anything. So I'll tell you a story, everyone. Any time that I have been stoned, it's been body stoned off eating something. Yeah, and I was the guy
1: who gave it to him. So yeah, On
0: more than one occasion. Yeah, this is but the not great... not many occasions.
1: No, very few. Less than one hand, you can count him on. But I gave Paul a brownie, I'm guessing 10 years ago. Not at least. At least 10 years ago, okay? And let me tell you something, Paul, people. Uh, when Paul is drunk, that's one kind of Paul. You've seen <laughs> it many times on the show. Heard it. <laughs> Heard it many times on the show. But when Paul is what we like to call crunk, which is, you got some chronic, you got some drunk, okay? Because mm-hmm. he's had a weed brownie, and then he goes out, fuck me, it's hilarious, okay? <laughs> it's never easier to make him laugh when he's out, when he's at a bar and he's crunk. It's fucking great. Let's work on that We will, soon, we will come back
0: to <laughs> uh, to that uh, when, with at least one of the films that are on my list. But this one, so as, as a non-person who got stoned and got the munchies, right? so I've, in my life, four or five times, maybe, I've ever had the munchies. But this concept of, hey, let's just follow... These two dudes who get high and then want to go for their favorite burger when they're high and oh. the adventures along the way, I mean, that's as quintessentially stoner as you can get, right?
1: D- Dude, the idea of munchies and, the, like, literally, I've seen an actual account of this where he's saying that the whole perk of, like, smoking weed is that you immediately are exuberantly enthusiastic about aspects of life, like... Food, <laughs> breathing, looking at bright lights, shit like that. So, the f- great thing about Harold and Kuma go to White Castle is yes, it's that. By the way, I was in New York one time. I went to White Castle because of this, because we don't have it in here in Australia. Nope. White Castle tastes like fucking dicks. It's <laughs> fucking horrendous, man. Uh, Wayne is reliably important. <laughs> re- I'm telling you, man. It's fucking horrible. So, but hey, I hope some of you have done it. Small other bonus this film, please. To
0: ha- showcase two non-white characters in two thousand and four. So 20 version years of ago. tropes, absolutely. Obviously Cho and, and Penn are
1: awesome. That's a- great. Asians are not known for their stoner ways. <laughs> They're known for their speed with numbers. Here yeah, they are yeah. <laughs> And then even,
0: and even casting obviously a very gay Neil Patrick Harris as the straightest guy who's trying to bang everything un- in I think, under the sun. That's pretty I think funny. They too. Put he out? Was he out? I don't know whether it that or not then.
1: It doesn't matter because it's hilarious. And I'll tell you something that's funny about this show. Uh, there's a little like underground thing if you're watching this show and you happen to be a partake of the doobage as well. When the characters smoke you're in the show, smoke. then right. you smoke because right. by the time they get to the end where they're riding a fucking cheetah, <laughs> you're in the right state to accept that scene. So uh, yeah, I absolutely love the... the I, it was a great show at the time. I don't know if it would... It would hold up that well if you I weren't look, smoking.
0: I'm not sure any of these films I'm, would hold up now with the sensibility of how we've changed in relatively short amount of time. Like, I can't see Knocked Up playing well these days.
1: Oh, I reckon it'd be, like like it would be... Bill and Ted play. you're fine. the right... Fuck off, man. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Yeah. What's your uh, uh My number eight, everyone, is a film called Inherent Vice. Never seen it. Oh, Paul Thomas... Paul Thomas Paul, 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 Paul Anderson. Yep. Now this has got Joaquin Phoenix in it and, Yuck-weamed. yes, um, also Thanos, isn't it? And Joaquin Phoenix is a really great actor. I think there's no doubt about that. No, now, absolutely, his ability to play stoned is is unparalleled. Because what I'm telling you, I'm telling you, I've what, got one that's
0: an honorable mention on my list.
1: I'm sure there are contemporaries, but like, if you look at this film, because it's a Paul Thomas Anderson film, right? It is very, it's a 70s. Thing. Basically, it's about. It's, a, it's set in the California beach community. He's a private detective. His name's Larry Docs Portello, and he works his cases through a smoky haze of marijuana. <laughs> um, yeah, seems like a so, Yeah. So one day, um, this former lover arrives out of, the, out of the blue and pleads for his help, and it's a, it's a long story that, it, from the, it's basically a gumshoe story, but in the 70s. But
0: well, it's he Paul Thomas is, Anderson, so it's drawn out way too long and it's way too boring.
1: <sighs> I'll tell you this. He had done two really serious like, anxiety films before this, and I think it's... Yacquim um, or Paul Thomas No, Anderson? Paul Thomas Anderson, because he would... I can't remember the two films, but right before this, I actually looked it up and I forgot it now. I'm straight, everyone. Um, it's... <laughs> Whoa! 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 Hold on. Totally straight. I just did a drug test, everyone, <laughs> for, for, for a new gig, and it's he is clean. totally straight. It's clean. So to be
0: clear to any potential employees, one hundred percent straight. I'm very wrong, bigger. but one hundred
1: percent straight. <laughs> well, th- what I'm saying about this film, though, is that Walking Phoenix, in his drug haze, the way that he f- he even gets knocked out in one stage, and the way he falls over is laugh out loud funny. Like it's really, really piss funny. So, and there's an odd scene in this where um, Josh Brolin, for no reason, in a car, starts eating a chocolate covered banana, just like sticks it slowly in his mouth. And I'm
0: like, for what's, slow, for no reason. But huh? what's,
1: well, what? it's weird. He's, Sounds I mean, he's, very sexual. It is, but he's not. Sto- like it's an odd re- way to shoot the scene. You actually look at it and you go, what the? F-? If you're in the cinema, you look around and people going, what's, what's going on? You know, it's that kind of thing. Would I eat a chocolate covered banana? I fucking would. But he's. It's a, it's like the ice magic crack kind of like that kind of chocolate covered. Mm. Oh come on, man! Hard chocolate over banana, forget about it. I'm there. Um, <laughs> <laughs> but um, I'm more thinking hot Sunday. Anyway, let's move on. <laughs> <laughs> Are you sure you're not baked? <laughs> <laughs> I've so, haven't had, haven't had
0: nothing to eat except for one little tiny. Oh, flake. See,
1: there you go. We'll yeah. get a burger after this. <laughs> yeah, so that's it. It's it, the show itself. I will tell you, there was like little vignettes of stories. It doesn't make that much sense. I'll straight oh, up with you. Well, so that's right. why it's one of the stoner stoner films, right? Yeah. So there you are.
0: Paul Thomas Anders and I agreed to part ways a while ago.
1: Oh, uh, really? Yeah. <laughs> Inherent Vice, my number eight, ladies and gentlemen.
0: Nice choice. In theory, at least, my number seven is a film you fucking hate, Wayne. But I cannot deny its stonerness and how much it fits this brief. So I'm putting it on here even though most of my enjoyment from, derives from your hatred of it. It's, dude, where's my car? That fucking
1: movie sucks, man. Do <laughs> you know why it sucks, ladies and gentlemen? Okay, so here's the thing, right? Whatever. Tell me about it, first of all. It's like, it's two stories. Ashton Kutcher
0: and Sean William Scott, they get on this weed field adventure where they get too well fucking hammered. Can't remember anything that happened the night before and they've lost their car. And then because they left the gifts to their girlfriends for their anniversaries in the back of the car, one of the girlfriends, of course, being Jennifer Garner, mm-hmm. they have to go out and find this car and run through all kinds of things. It's kind of like The Hangover before The Hangover. So The Hangover owes a great debt to Dude, Where's My Car? is what I'm trying to say. No
1: one owes a debt to this goddamn movie. <laughs> Here's what happened, okay? There's this fucking scene in the movie, right? Which Paul likes to give me shit about, okay? And it's like, I don't know if you can play this now. but and then? Yes. All right, so they go up to a goddamn drive-through, right? And it's I'm obviously it's, it's on the soundboard. It's manned by an by an Asian American lady, and they are like talking to it. And <laughs> <laughs> let's just let's just go to the tape. Yeah, let's go to the tape. Place an order. Um, what you like? Yeah, I'd like uh, three orders of garlic chicken. And then. And then three orders of white rice. And then. And then. Oh, hey, you guys want soup? Sure. sure. Yeah, three orders of, uh, wonton soup. And then. Oh, uh, some fortune cookies, too. And then? Uh. gosh, I think that's about it. And then? No, that's it. And then? No, and then. I, I, that's, that's all I want. And then? (laughs) And then, and then I'm, and then I'm, then nothing else because I'm done ordering, okay? And then? Uh uh, no no see all all I want is the three orders of the garlic chicken and the three orders of the white rice. And then and the soup, dude. Oh, and and the wonton soup. And then and the cookies fortune. Hey, and the and the fortune cookies. Yeah. So it's just the uh, it's the the chicken, the rice, the soup, and the fortune cookies, and that's it. And then. Oh Jesus Christ! And this then, fucking kills uh, me. You can put <laughs> in the brown paper
0: bag and come
1: put it in my hand because I'm ready to eat. <laughs> I refuse to play your Chinese food mind games. <laughs> no, no, and then, again. no, and then, again. No, and then. Again. no, and then, no, and then. All right, and listen again. up, listen then. up. Again. Kill this fucking no, dickhole
0: my absolute favourite bit. I can tell you, no, and then,
1: and then, oh, as an Asian then, man, I can tell you that my fucking family, when I grew up, they say shit like, and then what? And then? And then? And then? So I'm sitting there just cringing in the theatre, <laughs> right? Paul's pissing his pants, so is everyone else. And so, I mean, I think that contributes to it, is all I'm saying.
0: <laughs> one of the greatest stoner scenes and one of the greatest stoner movies ever made. Dude, where's my
1: car? Yeah, you know, they didn't smoke in this movie. No. Clearly, I know, it's a stoner film. A st- but- they, they woke up, they couldn't remember shit, so they were fucked up on something yes yeah okay uh, very nice Paul fucking bitch um, <laughs> my number seven is, is actually uh, it's Chasing Amy everyone Chasing Amy uh, that's your choice of Kevin Smith film yeah it is I think this is Any his best film Kevin Smith films on your list I almost had one it just got pushed to the uh, to the bottom there I okay, think it, you've got okay, one Okay. yeah 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 Not All that right. One. yeah I almost went another one which I'm sure is on your list but Chasing Amy is when oh we'd never t- we'd never heard of Ben Affleck before frankly I'd never heard of Jason Lee before Ben Affleck hadn't he been already been in Goodwill Hunting at this point in time? No, no, Goodwill no. Hunting's after this. Hell, I, I'm almost positive. Go ahead and check, but like I will. While well, you can do talking, because he went to Kevin Smith. Him and Maddie went to Kevin Smith to, to have him produce Goodwill Hunting, and that's how it happened. Uh, I don't know. I don't know. But I, in to my mind, I certainly had never heard of Ben Affleck before this. Uh, that's fair. This this Holden. He was. It's, it's basically about these two. The comic book writers, Colden McNeil and Banksy, uh, Banky, which is Banksy. like. <laughs> <laughs> And it's what's interesting about the film is because now I mean it was done back in the nineties, right? But um, it is somewhat of a subversion. Nowadays, you would make a movie very differently about gender roles and that kind of thing. But back then, it was quite new. And and Holden falls in love with this girl, and he doesn't know that she actually prefers women. And it's a big surprise to him. When Same it year. Same year. I'm pretty Ooh. sure this came out first, bro. I'm just saying. Um, so. That then becomes like this whole kind of, you know, it's 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 back and forth where he's not as sure as identities and so on and so on and so on, but there's a lot of blunt man and chronic in it. Now, why it's good is because for me, it feels like my life in the 90s, going out to bars at night. Oh, I got a friend. He's in the bar. I got a friend. Trying to
0: chase a woman who identifies as, well, is a lesbian. Okay, that part I didn't do, okay, good but I would, just being clear. I would
1: absolutely do that <laughs> and also fail like Holden did. Can't you just let her be her? No, but like he's. I, I don't think he was trying to subvert her preferences. He was just surprised. Because in the end they, end, they they actually don't end up together, but they're together for a while. Yeah, that's yeah, true. So she's bi as opposed to... Yeah, know, that's true. Yeah. But, I mean, Jesus, Paul, way to make it serious. I'm talking about weed here, motherfucker. So... <laughs> but what it was was that because they were all going to conventions and deaf poetry slam shit, all that sort of stuff, oh, right? That's exactly where Wayne spent most of his 90s. Uh, Poetry yeah. conventions, yeah, probably not so much that, but <laughs> definitely bars where if someone you knew was behind the bar and then you get free drinks, right? So shit like that happened, and I actually just like the actual film and itself. I got fired. <laughs> Well, you know what? The actual. Yeah, that's true. Yeah. <laughs> um, but the, Kevin Smith said this script almost garnered an Oscar nod. There was chat about it. And I can see why. This is actually one of the best things he's ever written. And the actual ending is not what you expect it to be. And it's really like a, a, a wistfully great film. So uh, always, always a favorite. Chasing but Amy is my favorite one of his.
0: Long time since i watched it. I understand that you'd love it so, so very nice. My number six is. A film which has one of the worst sequels of all time attached to it. But this one, I did legitimately laugh. think it's very funny. I'm talking about Seth MacFarlane's Ted. Really? Yeah. The, really? The first one.
1: Uh, I never saw the
0: second one. Oh, thank God. Is it shit? Oh, my God. Oh, right, we're not here to talk about the second one. We're here talking about the first one, which is, you know, so he's a stoner and he's
1: bear is alive somehow. Well, and... that's the best thing about it. They actually, they tell you at the beginning, it's like, Ted is a bear that can talk. And it's like, oh my God, the world went nuts because a bear talked. But then after a while, they just figured out who cares. Because the world moves on. And that's how they explain that this talking bear is just around everyone and no one cares.
0: And I think Mark Wahlberg is a stoner who's just incredulously like, out of his league. Is a pretty good casting.
1: Do you know he? Mark Wahlberg is known to get up and and start his workout at four a.m. Yeah, every total morning total and shit like shit. that. So I don't think he's a stoner, but he's got in real life. But like yeah. he's because he plays, he's kind of like
0: he's very similar to Keanu, isn't he? Those two actors, they're in oh. the same
1: ballpark. Well, you're not quite sure about the talent, but you do. You can't deny the success. Yes.
0: <laughs> yeah. But whereas obviously I will always side with Keanu over Well Keanu's over Mark. more well liked, whereas Mark yes. Wahlberg's
1: got Wahlburgers. Well, and he's like, you well, know, he's got an entourage. Yeah, exactly. So maybe not so much. But I'll tell you the best movie the moment in this movie. There's a scene where him and Mila Kunis are in a restaurant and then Mark Wahlberg farts. Alright? <laughs> <laughs> and then best, he, best scene in the <laughs> movie. No, it's the best saying. scene in the movie, okay? Cause he punches it out and he punches it to the right or something, and they're talking about the fart, and they're like, Oh, I just farted. And you then, can't. I'm telling you, wait, wait, wait! Listen, listen. I'm bringing listen.
0: this back up. Listen, listen. I'm bringing this back up. Listen, you cannot <laughs> fart in front
1: of your partner in a, especially in a public space. Well, I think that was the point about the endearment of their relationship because he was very open with her about farting, and then she said, "I didn't smell it," and he said, "I farted to the right," and she goes, "I wonder where that went." And then there's a cut to these two dudes in suits <laughs> in a table, and it hits in what the hell? And then he goes, we are here on business. <laughs> <laughs> and they're so like incensed. It's really, really funny. So it's a good show.
0: I'm in this awful situation at home yeah. where, my, oh where my wife and I still have the fart clause.
1: Oh, they do. Good Good for you, we Paul. We don't
0: fart in front of each other. I will never but, fart in front of a girl. But my daughter <laughs> will fart till the day comes home. She will... <laughs>
1: That's different. different. And so
0: she knows, I don't know if she's worked this out yet, but she just fucking drops her guts in front of me, on me, around me. And then when I don't reciprocate, even though I fucking could, because my (laughs) wife's around. Oh, so you restrict yourself for your wife's benefit. Then my daughter probably hasn't worked it out because when she's not around my wife, I'm
1: just like, girl, you are in some tea (laughs) rubble. (laughs) Listen, girl, I've been farting for a good 40 years on you, okay? So (laughs) I'm going to take you to school directly. Okay.
0: Anyway, okay. so yeah, Ted, my number six.
1: Nice one, brother. Uh, my number six is, I consider this one of the best comedies I've seen in the last, I'd say, five years. Uh, Long Shot. Long Shot. Yes, we oh, have Seth, Seth Rogen. Rogen. Okay, yeah. Seth Rogen and Charlize Theron. Is he a stoner in this one too. Yeah, he was. Yeah, uh, when he gets he out his, he gets out his pockets, just pills and fucking weed and joints come out of it and stuff like that. So it's definitely, a st- because Seth Rogen's in it, there's going to be stoniness in it. Okay, yeah, that's fair. Um, but the the twist on this movie, not the last time we'll hear about him. Either. Oh no, no, not at all. Not even close. Not um, even close. <laughs> yeah, actually,
0: neither on my list. <laughs> He's going to be on there. Uh, you are going to have but, some crossovers in the top half, right?
1: Ab- well, look, my, all my my fives are classics that you will know of. So there you are. Um, but this one here. Charlize Theron is actually the Secretary of State running for president. And she used to babysit Seth Rogen when he was a kid. And he's a writer Charlize who's a...
0: Charlize can be the Secretary of my state. <laughs>
1: <laughs> well done. <Okay>. <laughs> <laughs> what the fuck? <laughs> it doesn't even make sense. Yes, it does. You can
0: be you know the head of from. my board or something. That's a material <laughs> thing.
1: <laughs> All right. Um, but yes, um, so Seth Rogen is this really left-wing writer. And because he's left wing, he spoke sweet, of course. So, um, <laughs> <laughs> but the actual film itself—because well, you, you were the exception to that rule—I <laughs> <laughs> wouldn't. I'd say, I'd say I'm left wing. I just now, not then. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, anyway, <laughs> that's a whole nother show. Um, but uh, uh, okay, so yeah, and, and the reason that it's great though is because the comedy in this is thick and fast. Absolutely comes along great. It is one of the funniest shows I've ever seen. There's a boys to men scene where Seth Rogen falls down the stairs, and they're like, "Crack it down, shit!" <laughs> that hilarious. was the funniest. That was pure class. Was... Right? <laughs> but it's really well written. But they didn't sing "End of the Road." They. Uh, they sang um, Motown Philly or something. I can't remember. Anyway, the point is, it was all good. Uh, but yes, Long Shot is. If you've not seen it, this is an underrated comedy. This is really, really top shelf shit. And Shirley's thrown great. Yeah, great. No arguments there. there Clearly, if I want her
0: to be, Won't say it <laughs> Yeah, <again>. go ahead. Once <laughs> well, is enough for a golden jokes. My number five is not about gold, It's about yellow jokes. It's about uh, Pineapple Express. Oh, I thought it was
1: about Asian Americans. All right, go on. <laughs> To uh, into that I'm all? Asian, it's fine, everyone. I'm Asian. Yeah, he is. I'm <laughs> not. <laughs> <laughs> Express. Paul Barrett an Asian. you can do whatever you want uh? to. No. I'm telling you, you, I can. can. I'm telling you, you can. <laughs> <laughs> You've got my yellow sanction. What <laughs> uh,
0: might, might be the only stoner action movie ever made? Bro, this is my... First of all, this is on my list. Of course it's on that my is. list. Okay, good. Dale is the... Guy so, who buys weed off the dealer, Saul, James, Franco, James yep. Franco. So, Seth Rogen again and, and James Franco. And they bond over the dopest dope I ever smoked, the P- Pineapple Express. pineapple Now, I'm not going to talk about the film any more than that. It's absolutely worth a watch. 2008, Please. 15 years ago. <laughs> 15 years ago, Wayne. Was it 15 years I know, ago? I know. I know, I know. I just, oh, my f- mind was just slightly blown. Point is you haven't seen this film and it all sounds like a bit more action, a bit more interested, whatever, get involved. Dennis there's Brides gunplay, thought, yeah. there's
1: fucking f- char chases, there's people getting run over by a Daewoo Lanos motherfucker. Shit like that.
0: But the things that matter most about this film for me are the fact that this is life imitating art, art imitating life. Go on. So Seth Rogen apparently said had decided when they were making this film and said, look, if we can get a strain of weed made called Pineapple <laughs> Express, we know We've won this. We've made it. This film has
1: succeeded,
0: regardless of the money it makes or doesn't make. Mm. Absolutely, happened.
1: Did it? Yep. Was it his brand? Because he's he does he's got a stoner stoner accessories like business. Yeah, on the side.
0: Ten years afterwards, he tweeted out that it's now it's an official strain of weed, Pineapple Express. Wow. So that is how you know how important it is. Apparently. Also, he and co-writer Evan Goldberg were the only two who could roll proper joints on the set, so they were the ones doing it all for every joint in the scene.
1: I'm not surprised. you know how to roll a joint, Paul? No, it's I don't. Fucking, I actually, it's so difficult, especially if you're using blunt paper, I've heard.
0: And when this film was originally written, Seth Rogen was going to be the dealer, and James Franco was going to be the government agent, whatever, not agent, government employee. And they re-changed it around when James Franco said,
1: it might be fun to change it. So he was like, fuck it, why not? Yeah? Yeah. So there you go. That's interesting because I would have thought, I actually think that it's really endearing this film. There's a there's a scene where like James Franco has broken up with Seth Rogen as they're not friends anymore because they have a fight. And there's like this sort of like really wistful kind of, he's sitting in a park swing, crying while he's eating a sandwich. It's really fun. It's like, oh, <laughs> it's that kind of thing. But yeah, great, great film. And um, We'll see again, how high it goes on all this. Action film, man. Action weed film. Yeah, you can't, you about don't it. get many of those at all. Depends on the strain you smoke. Because <laughs> some of them make you stand up. The other ones make you sit down. I meant action film. Oh, right. Sorry. Yes. Action straight. <laughs> <laughs> uh, sativa. All right. So, um, all right. My, <laughs> my, my number five is actually Harold and Kumar, brah. So, ah, we're going back
0: to you. All right. So, my number four is a film which I've added because it was not out at the time when we last did this list seven and a half and more years ago. It's The Gentleman.
1: What a good, oh, what a good idea. Film. It's about weed.
0: It's yes. about weed. So Matthew McConaughey is an American who's in London. He's, he's got a whole weed empire and he's trying to take over London with that empire. And and his wife
1: is awesome. <laughs>
0: <laughs> so it's just this whole... It's, there is people smoking, but not, not that often. But And he doesn't partake of the doobie because he's a businessman. That's right. Don't but get the whole your film stage. is about this shit, so it's a different take on this. But yeah. I like to, I like the way it, it varied up my list. And so I thought... It's yeah, a, a really good film. Really it's a really job. enjoyable film. Guy Ritchie, when I think probably, is, to my mind, Guy Ritchie's best film in the last 10 years. If uh, it's not,
1: actually the last good film he made. If not last 20s. Yeah, this is, he should always do films like this. He should not do shit like motherfucking Revolver. He should Revolver, well, hang on. You hate it. Oh, Operation Roos de Gears is so much better than that shit.
0: I don't know why and that one sucks. Better than Ra- Wrath of Man. Oh, fuck. You hated.
1: That is the worst movie ever.
0: And his new film's coming out very shortly. And it's a, like a, a war film about a guy who gets saved by an Iraq, well, I, don't, I don't know. A Middle Eastern vet. something. Anyway. And he goes back to say... It's Jake Gyllenhaal's in it. That gives me interest.
1: Okay. If he puts loses frames Guy Ritchie's it up puts those little scenes in there makes it his own that is the Guy Richie we all want stop doing weird shit except for the man from Uncle which was amazing and still not like a guy
0: I don't there. hate that film I just don't love it the way you I do so I understand it. where you're coming from alright that's my uh, number four The
1: Gentleman cool my number four uh, this is a special shout out to one of our listeners Brianna Petty mm. Bree hey, has Brie. me Thanks hey Bree. Bree said to me you gotta check out this movie it's called Grandma's Boy have you ever heard of it Paul <laughs> All know. right, all right, all right. Now, this is, it is a stoner comedy in probably the truest sense of the genre. Uh, what is it? What, the people in it are basically, the, there's a lot of bit players that you would have known on, uh, like Rob Schneider. Rob Schneider? To Adam, um, not Adam Sandler, but David Spade, your favorite. Mm. Um, um, a lot of other folks like this, um, Kevin Nealon. Doris Roberts, anyway. Shirley Jones. Yeah, a lot of these people. But the main people are, are, are no one that I had ever heard of before. And it's about this single 35-year-old video game tester. He lives with his friend Josh. Josh wastes their rent money on Filipino hookers. And then... <laughs>
0: Does <there> at <laughs> any point he say, tell me who you are, Josh.
1: No, but this was before Blair Witch. So, um, oh, What year is this? This, uh, this is 2006. Oh, that's way after. Is it? Yeah, Blair, was, Blair which was 99. Okay, I ain't got no idea, but I did, he does not say that, no. Uh, however, this, ladies and gentlemen, is I'm, uh, the reason it's at number four, now, be, 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 you know, understand this, this is not highbrow comedy, as you may <laughs> imagine, okay? That does not make it any less enjoyable. The gags in this are, I would say, consistently one minute maybe sometimes more, apart. Like, they are that consistent, okay? And it's laugh That's, out loud
0: funny. If you look carefully, it's also on the box art cover. <laughs> the gags are so at least one minute, maybe more apart.
1: That's pretty good. for Like, consistently through an entire movie, forget about it, man. The actual gag, I actually laughed out loud at the stupid The ceiling is there's one
0: gag and then another gag in the film, but okay. <laughs>
1: No, this is this is on <laughs> on par with like Linda Cardellini is in it. It's stuff like yeah. Okay, maybe not. Anyway. Yeah Oh yeah, she's to me, is Hawkeye's she Hawkeye's wife. Yeah, yeah. yeah exactly. It was a Hawkeye's um wife. yeah, uh, but plenty of gags and the actual if you're not looking for highbrow humor and you shouldn't be, you are actually almost crying laughing with this. It's fucking piss funny. Like it's just Despite stupid. David Spade's presence. Okay. David Spade's funny as hell, man. It's David just Spade. Def-
0: my most hated actor. I love me some in the History of the universe. Look, his
1: movies aren't as good as his like stand. Look, well, his stand up isn't even that good. Just his, his, <laughs> No, no. His check out his Instagram. It's one of the funniest Instagrams you've ever seen. I swear, David Spade. I'm telling you. I'm telling you. Shout out to uh, the D Spizzle. All right. Fuck off, Tommy Boy.
0: <laughs> all right. My number three is where I have stuck arguably the greatest Stoner character of all time, and it did not light the world up when it was released, but certainly has grown to be one of the most. I want, to say, I want to say alternative. Even I want to say the most recognizable characters ever: Jeff Bridges as the dude in the Big Lebowski. I knew you to put this in here. Yeah, look, here. come on! How can, how can you not? This film is—he well, abides. I abide the film. Yeah. You abide everything to do with this film. It's so weird and out there, and it's got so many great performances: Steve Emmy, John Goodman, of course, Jeff Bridges himself. And my favorite is John
1: Turturro. The, Actually, yeah, I didn't mention stick him. Pick it up your butt and pull the trigger to They, the they made go a click. sequel
0: just about that character, which I went to watch it? and stopped at the last second because I heard it was reprehensibly. So, terrible. not Coen Brothers? No, no, not the Coen Brothers. My, probably got executive producer credit because they created the character, but otherwise, no.
1: That's what happened with this film. This was the Coen Brothers curse to me because I remember seeing it, and then all my friends, like even people like Aaron who don't watch movies and stuff, were like, this is one of the best movies I've ever seen. And I'm like, you motherfuckers are drunk. This movie sucks. I didn't like it at all. Then I go back and see it. Doesn't make a lot of sense. The, the plot. That was my else. issue with the yeah, bowling ball yeah. through the sky and all that weird shit. I was like, "What the fuck is this?" Like, right? Again, stoner. Yeah, yeah, and he's obviously a stoner himself, even though he likes White Russians. You know, the the drink yeah. that's his thing, no, right? No, but but I don't think he just gets
0: done. Surely, I actually
1: okay. don't know that he smokes weed in this film. It's just that he, okay, he comes off like a stoner. It doesn't but, matter. It doesn't I don't matter. know. Well
0: enough to be, to be to correct you there, but that that stuns me if he has. Mm. Never it's read. a
1: well-known stoner film, though. So. Well, he
0: absolutely talks and acts and does everything else like a stoner so, yeah, yeah. yeah Look, a lot
1: of Coen Brothers' films are actually great stoner films, even though there may not be weed in it. So I'm I wouldn't recommend Miller's Crossing. No, not that one. But <laughs> certainly Old Brother, were out there. Okay. Yeah, anyway. Uh, no, I, I, I agree. My number three,
0: The Big Lebowski. Nice
1: one. My number three is actually Pineapple Express, so we're coming back to you, son.
0: All right. My number one, you won't have any listing because you've already ruled out that filmmaker from being on yours. So but you're doing number two, right? I'm doing my number two. But I would say, I'm just working through my head. My number two, got to be on your list, Wayne. Surely. My number two is one of the very few films I've ever watched under the influence. One of these four or five times you talked about where I had an edible, we Go went on. to the cinema and we saw this one together. I think we're not just you and I, with a crew of people and it was a hell of an experience and one of the funniest films I think I've ever seen. This is the end.
1: Oh yes, buddy. Absolutely. This is the... Ah, fuck it. It's my number one.
0: Yeah. Of course it's my number one. one. too. Therefore, it is our greatest stoner film
1: for this show as far as we are concerned. No doubt, boo. No doubt. This is the best fucking... What, you want me to do no, it? No, jump in, jump in. All right, so this one. is the end. Directed by Evan Goldberg and Seth Rogen. So they direct, co-directed it. It's got James Franco, Jonah Hill, Seth Rogen, Jay Barrichelle, Danny McBride, Craig Robertson, Michael Sarah, Emma Watson, and pretty much everyone in Hollywood, everyone in this film is playing themselves, okay? Which is already cool, all right? It's already funny, because they're, they're
0: playing exaggerated or just lie-out versions of themselves. Dude, there's a... There's no way, for example... <laughs> Who's the big villain? Oh, Michael Sarah? There's
1: no way Michael Sarah is this way in real life. Absolutely not, because he would get arrested. But here's the thing, right? It's about a a bunch of baked, self-righteous actors. Yep. And they're playing themselves, yes. And it's about the end of the world. They all gather at James Franco's house, which is amazing because he's James Franco and he's an artist and he fucking built it himself and all this sorts of shit. And in that party is everyone like from Rihanna to Kevin Hart, Aziz Ansari, all these people Playing themselves. Michael Cera is playing the most filthy human being who's trying to grab Rihanna's ass. She slaps him. He's getting a blowjob in the fucking toilet. Is All this kind of shit starts like that. Then they all get killed. Because it's like fucking the end of the world. They fall into holes and shit, yeah, and then so it's the it's a
0: rapture, and the good people are taken up, and the rest of it are being killed off, and that's then right. the remainders that are left, they're trying to prove their worth to get into heaven. Exactly, and, and because has- they're
1: entitled Hollywood people, they're like, yep. well, of course, there's going to be people to save the famous people, right? I mean, that's, <laughs> they're, they're going to prioritize <laughs> us, right? There's so many
0: funny go, so many funny moments in this film.
1: Including Channing Tatum playing yes, a fucking a gimp.
0: gimp. Yep, not least of which that, and then the Backstreet Boys at the end.
1: There's a there's a there's a Backstreet Boys was the best, and they're actually the one of the best stoner scenes is where they're playing like Larger Than Life, which is Backstreet Boys, and it's a sequence where Seth Rogen and Jay Pericle are just getting baked around a room. Yep, hilarious because it's sped up and all that sort of shit. There's even a flaccid huge demon penis joke in here the biggest dick joke in the planet which is what they said when the penis falls on a house at the end really really good stuff and we've talked about this in the past Paul this is a Marmite film yes well it seems to be some people seem to hate some people seem to it. hate it some people just seem think, to love it yeah it's not even it's just Johnny Hill
0: funny Johnny Hill's great because he's playing the most Danny like, simp- the big ass asshole Craig Robinson this
1: so, Emma Watson when she comes
0: in she's like the heroine of the piece it's
1: so good I loved that, that that she was in there and What's his name? Danny McBride playing the world's biggest asshole, yep. but he's himself. It's such a brave role. Well, he's, he's, he's
0: exaggerating his worst tendencies. At but least as like, we see them on screen. He might be the, the nicest guy in the world. But
1: but that's the thing, though. I would. It's actually quite brave to play yourself and then yep. be a complete piece. Like, same, same with Michael Cera, absolutely. I think
0: the, the fact that these people are clearly taking the piss out of themselves and out of being a star elevates this film so far beyond the, the comedy, which I think is still very good absolutely. in this film. And then... <laughs> Have, i mean i'm not a backstreet boys fan at all but I that am, scene at the end is hilarious oh my
1: god it's the best thing ever and you know what this some of the best like the characterizations they play on themselves too like for instance jonah hill like jay Baracle makes a joke because he says he doesn't like the hollywood people and he makes like a pun and jonah hill's like jay your references are off the chain everyone knows it shit like that just dumb shit that he would say i'm like ha, ha, ha. you know so yeah i love this film it is definitely one of Oh, It's definitely the, one of the best comedies I've ever seen, for sure.
0: Yep, with you right there, sir. Well played. So that's our, as the countdown goes, our best Stoner movie because nothing can get beat, I'm, one and two. I'm
1: surprised and glad that you had that as your... Oh, favorite. for sure.
0: It was always... In fact, if you go back to my episode 20 or whatever it was, this was my number two there. I didn't change my one and two because they are quintessentially the, for me, definitive Stoner films. Nice one. So, all, nice right, one. all right, Wayne, watch your number two?
1: My number two is I actually think this is one of the most underrated comedies of all time. I have shown this film to countless people. Every one of them said, I can't believe I didn't know this film existed or that it was this funny. It's the interview. The interview. Bro. Yeah, okay, Bro. Seth Rogen. Seth Rogen. James, James Franco, Franco again. again. Okay. And uh, picture it, Paul.
0: Oh, yeah. Sicily. Sicily.
1: Uh, it was Christmas 2014 okay it was a somber year for some reason as just I recall just
0: before we started the, well yeah,
1: it's Chris, yeah. yeah just before we started the show well this movie had been in the news because it nearly started a war a comedy <laughs> nearly started a war inconceivable that's right it's about Dave Skylark James Franco and his producer who is Seth Rogen who runs this celebrity tabloid show called Skylark Tonight and then they land this interview with a surprise fan which happens to be North Korean dictator Kim Jong Un <laughs> and they are recruited by the CIA to go there and kill him okay so so when it got out with the sony leak people started leaking emails about it and north korea got onto it and north korea actually like started wrote, attacking hollywood it actually said if you release this film we're going to fucking nuclear bomb hollywood the kcna uh, which is the you know they they actually wrote to us president barack obama asking him to pull the film right <laughs> And it went on and on and on, and it became this big, huge thing. And even the the director said, "I don't want anything that I write to hurt people. I don't want, you know." And it became like a weird thing. And then what
0: happened was it very th- easy to change the names of of.
1: Not after you've shot it. Kim no, 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 no.
0: My point is though. You, I guess you probably couldn't see that the dictator of a super of a nuclear superpower would go, "Fuck this! I'm going to kill everyone."
1: Absolutely, and it was, that's why it was pure but, bullshit. And I'm like glad if you're that you're worried Hollywood- at all about
0: it. You should just made it some, you know because takistan
1: nah see this is the thing this is what i like about this film apart from the fact that it's one of the funniest films i've ever seen it's really really great i don't agree with that i absolutely do if you see it people (laughs) not one of the funniest films it's got some laughs no doubt the celebrity cameo interviews sex jokes about how jane franco is a whore uh weed jokes Stoner jokes drug-fueled scenes the constant fear about being in north korea all of it's funny there's a tiger scene really really great but (laughs) like a tiger like a tiger but What was cool about it was that when it came out, this is the first film which they're like, can we just release this on streaming so that it's not such a... So they they co-released it in some cinemas. It was the first film they did that with. And I remember on that Christmas, I was like, Christmas Day, they dropped it. And I was like, wait, I can, on Christmas Day, see a film that i wanted to see well, in my home and not have to the go
0: outside you is know frightful. what i'm
1: saying i mean i know in australia it's sunny and beautiful at christmas but what you gonna do Wayne <laughs> is so
0: delightful <laughs> true that true
1: that so i'm telling you if you haven't seen the interview just see it for me see it for me pretend i'm next to you goading you on and you know that kind of thing it's worth a watch i'm not absolutely it's not saying fucking great, it's fucking great man i'm that telling that you I, it's this like on
0: well, stone of films list like, there's stoners in the film
1: Oh, yeah. They're um, all about going like Barely remember that. Yeah. Well, it's a lot of other things as well, like ecstasy, but it's definitely weedish. All right.
0: Then let's race down. When you joined up first, then your 10 through 1, given you've already revealed your audio reveal. do you want number one. Sure. What the hell?
1: Number 10 was Your Highness. Number 9, Super me. 8, Inherent Vice. 7, Chasing Amy. 6, uh, Long Shot. 5, Harold and Kumar go to White Castle. 4, Grandma's Boy. Three, Pineapple Express, two was the interview, and my number one, of course, is this is the end, Polly.
0: Very nice. My number ten, Bill and Ted's excellent adventure. Page. Nine. <laughs> Knocked up. Eight. Howard and Kumar go to White Castle. Seven. Dude, where's my car? And then Fuck six, off. Ted. Five. Pineapple Express. And then Fuck off. four, the gentleman. And then three. The I'm big leaving. <laughs> and then two. This is the end. And then my number one. Without a doubt, easily the best stoner film I've ever seen. It is the quintessential stoner film made by a stoner, written by a stoner, performed by stoners. It is Jay and Silent Bob. Strike back.
1: Oh, this is your number
0: one. (laughs) To my mind, and I will stand by this. I know. I know. If you're not into viewers, universe. I know if you're not into Kevin Smith, this is going to be an absolute deal breaker for you. But Jay and Silent Bob Strike Back is one of the funniest films I've ever seen.
1: This is the one I put on my honorable mentions just because at the last minute and I bumped it for a long shots. Fair so.
0: enough. Oh, you, well, you had Chasing Amy already, and Absolutely. I didn't want to have. I've got a Clerks. This is one of my honorable mentions. Absolutely, Clerks is great. Kevin Smith is the ultimate fucking stoner. And he was-, was a
1: stoner the whole way through his career. Do you know what? When he's making these films, his early films, he only smoked weed 10 times in his life. And then, he deci- and then he decided that there was... Really? Yeah. Early on in his career, he was not a son. He presented like one. Apparently, he had a heart attack during this film. Yes. Uh, I thought it was no, much no, no, later. No, 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 he no. No, no, I read
0: an interview about him saying he had his first heart attack in this film. He had a much bigger heart attack
1: later. Sorry, the Widowmaker he had was while he was on stage. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So, um, but the... Um, yeah, he was really fat. And he's, I remember him talking about he never eats vegetables. Now he's vegan. And he was a stoner the whole time, and only recently, and I'm talking a month, two months ago, he's quit weed. Good on him. So, yeah. Well played. Yeah. Well played sir. Join the club, my friend. But, um, uh, yeah.
0: Wayne <laughs> led the way, and you followed.
1: <laughs> this film here? Let me tell you the funniest bit in this film, okay? Well, Take your pick. Good so luck. This is, what I, this is the thing I always remember about it, right? So, there's a, the, the trope is that there's like these four hot women. There's, like, Shannon Elizabeth and Ellie Larder and, like, his wife and someone else, right? Right, <laughs> Eliza right? And they're all sort of like some kind of female crime people who wear catsuits Ow! and stuff, right? Yeah, exactly. Then there's this one scene where they're infiltrating and I can't remember what place it is, but there's all sorts of laser kind of security things mm. and they've got to... Now
0: I'm rethinking the last song. I might have to do the, the music from this space. Fair enough. They've got to dive
1: through all of the shit and come, and then finally all of them do acrobatics and evade the lasers and get all the way through and Ellie Lada goes, ta ta, And then cuts the biggest, loudest fart. Which sets off the alarms. That sets off the alarms. I was like, oh my God, that was. Hilarious because, as we all know, fart jokes are hilarious. They are, and fart jokes in movies, done right, equally can make the whole movie. Again, this is only one of the very funny bits. I'm surprised you put this at number one, Paul. I don't know if I've ever laughed in a movie at the cinema as much as I I laughed at
0: this. You have to have seen all the previous films, and you have to like and appreciate them. It
1: just—it's everything's a meta retelling of that. Even when Matt, Matt Damon and like Ben yep. Affleck are redoing Good Will Hunting and Ben Affleck is playing it like, you know, because it's like that was his character in Good Will Hunting. And then they make all the gags, like applesauce, I think he's, in this,
0: he's in this film twice, Ben Affleck, right?
1: <laughs> yes, because he's playing Holden as well.
0: So Jason Lee, I think, is also Jason in the film Lee twice. Is absolutely yeah. So it just doesn't give a shit. It's just a love letter to the fans of his universe. And I was absolutely, in 2001, one of them. And I saw this at the cinema and I was crying with laughter. When was this one? 2001.
1: So this is before um, that that one he did about the Westboro Baptist Church. Oh yeah, that's Red State. Red State is like five, six years later. Okay, so that's the last good movie he did. <laughs> I would agree.
0: I would yeah. agree. Sadly, thankfully, he's a wonderful podcaster who is I listen to absolutely, him absolutely. attributable slash we Dude. we we pay debt to him for this show without Kevin Smith being in my ear saying
1: anyone can be a podcaster. Absolutely. I don't think we can. Any podcaster him. now who's remotely popular owes some debt, whether you know it or not, to Kevin Smith and the way he's popularized it.
0: Yeah, and then, you know, <laughs> I've over the years now been on several shows where people have said, hey, if it wasn't for your show, I wouldn't have podcasted. So you were just paying it forward. It yeah, man. It's <gasps> yeah, like two, three times. Oh, yeah. nice. Oh, nice.
1: Yeah, no, that's why. It's, it's, it's the gift that keeps on giving. And um, I always still listen to his Fat Man Beyond podcast. It's a video thing. It's on YouTube. I love it. So there you go.
0: Absolutely hilarious. And so, you know, the fact that, again, the two titular characters are complete and utter fucking stoners. There's no more stoner film, I think, than this one, which is why. So I love it. It's funny. But on the top of that, it can't be any more stonery than this film. Today. Totally. Totally. Hence my number one.
1: You know, he said Jason Mewes actually was on drugs so bad during this time. Oh, he, he almost died nightmare. several times. Like, <laughs> yeah, heroin, I think, was it's, his... Yeah, he had to throw yeah. him out of the car a couple of times and said, you don't clean up, that's it, I'm never talking to you again. It was it's so-
0: amazing that both of these two gentlemen are still alive 22 years later. And it sounds like Smith's completely cleaned up, Zach. I know... Uh, Jason Mewes is directed a film in the last five, six years as well. Oh, he's
1: got like two, three kids now. He's a completely clean Good on and him. everything. Good so, on both. Yeah.
0: Well done. Wayne, Arnold mentions to wrap it up for us, and then we'll get over to the Pop 10.
1: Absolutely. I put in a little bit of Mallrats. I put in a little bit of uh, fucking Friday. It's a bit of a yeah, classic. Yeah,
0: I've never watched that film, but I've read all about it.
1: Yeah, I put, I put a little list together here, though. It's a little bonus for you, everyone. These are not technically stoner films, but they're great films to, 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 to be stoned and watch. Scott Pilgrim? Mm-hmm. Grand Budapest Hotel mm-hmm. uh, Obra the World though, uh, Any episode of The Simpsons After like season 3 <laughs> Tron And oddly Mean Girls Just just, this is my yeah, recommendation uh, There you go
0: I've just got the two Clerks <laughs> Was one of my mentions. Would have been on my list If not for the fact I already had Jane Silent Bob on there mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And True Romance Purely for Brad Pitt's, Brad Pitt's Floyd Stoners. One of the greatest Performances Of a stoner By a stoner He's openly said I oh, was yeah. complete stoner. <laughs> I just did my thing Tony Scott was so happy To have him there For this little Apparently Brad Pitt. Brad Pitt ran Tony Scott and said, can I please be in this film? Really? He said, fuck, he was blowing up. Yes, you can be in this film. No shit, can man. Can I be the Stoner? Yes, you can be the stone. I won't have to act very much.
1: Tony Scott did this. I forgot. Yeah. Shit.
0: So he was stoked to have Brad Pitt in it. And it's a great, such a memorable role. Who wouldn't be? And James Gandolfini, who was acting off him before he tragically passed, said, oh, like, it was just on another level. He knew the guy, knew his stuff and it was so funny and he was so not just with his performance but just James Gennon he loved Brad Pitt really
1: yeah. oh what a great story awesome
0: that's Alice what about yours we wrap up every episode of the show in a segment we call the Pop 10 which I have to admit openly here on Mike, I forgot to put out here until about one hour and ten minutes ago so let's see what we got back
1: <laughs> in an hour
0: let's do it talk about, talk about. Pop 10 talk about He put this out literally one hour ago as mentioned and the listeners have responded thank you to oh, everyone here I'm going to read every single one that has been received in the last half hour starting with Rodney Hardingham who said dazed and confused totally get that should be on absolutely. The list absolutely 100% right Luke Alexander said dude where's my car what? dazed and confused and clerks sure Alan Smith said number three fast times Ridgemont High yeah. I've never seen that film haven't you? No. Spicoli, Sean Penn, right? baby, yeah. yeah. Number two, Days Confused. Clearly, we have both missed the boat here. And Number one, Super Troopers. Opening sequence of Stoners in Cars. One of the funniest scenes ever.
1: License of registration? Chicken fucker. Is that the end No. It? no. Oh, um, okay.
0: Can't remember. Can't yeah. remember. Jesse Dixon, aforementioned at the start of the show. So number three, Bill and Ted's Excellent Adventure. <sighs> number two, Superbad. Number one, The Big Lebowski. Timothy Williams. Super bad!
1: What a good call! Mm. Timothy
0: Williams said Friday at number three, Big Lebowski at number two, number one Harold and Kumar go to White Castle. I've had the burgers. When I went to New York.
1: They're okay. Really? You must have got a good batch, bro. I got some mm. dick batches. Christiani, the man
0: himself, who suggested this week's topic for this particular episode, at the bar with my buddy who partakes and my drunk wife. So asked them, and they said, <laughs> 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 "Number three, Grandma's boy." Oh, what a- Number two, Friday. Number one, Pineapple Express. Yeah, baby. And he said, I personally always watch Big Lebowski on April 20th and also enjoy
1: Half-Baked. Nah, yeah, yeah. Dave Chappelle.
0: Aiden Parker said, number three, Pineapple Express. Number two, Tenacious D and The Pick of Destiny.
1: I thought you'd have that on your list. Yeah. Yeah, mm. yeah.
0: And number one, Super Troopers, without a doubt. There you go. Sam Hurley from the Movie 20 Q's podcast, patron of the show, said, Super Troopers, number three, Up in Smoke. Number two, Fear and Lost Bait. La- Sorry. that." blah, blah. Number one, Fear and Loathing in Las
1: Vegas. Oh, and Sam is from The Grand of the Great White Cloud. <laughs> so there you are. <laughs>
0: <laughs> yes, he is. Smiles money makes the show. said Cheech and Chong for the win. Up in Smoke, Cheech That's and Chong's
1: thing. next movie and Nice Dreams. That, that middle one, the next movie, is a, is a well-known stoner classic. Hmm. And then we get to
0: Joy Carlos. It's always a podcast at Grandma's Boy again. See? Your cousin, Ash Braff, who said stoned cunts. <laughs> 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 Actually, that's not a film and just a reference no, no, it's just the- to this. And Jordy Davidson, patron extraordinaire, top level patron to show said, "Grandma's Boy," Super Troopers, Daisy Fused, Wayne. I think you have won this week with Grandma's Boy. Well played. Mm, well, so. I did
1: have your honey at number ten, so who knows? Uh, that should
0: that <laughs> should count against you, but maybe not as much as having a film grandma's boy in there which seems to be beloved by all I had no idea thanks brie thank you so much to everyone for getting back to us in that very short amount of time and, and i'm else who would have if i had to put it out there two days ago like <laughs> we normally do wayne how did the good folk get in touch with us or let us know their feedback on the topics at hand
1: uh, Google for The Google the Countdown Podcast. You'll find all our socials. Send us an email at thecountdownpodcast at gmail.com or visit our crappy website, thecountdownpodcast.com.
0: <laughs> we're on Twitter at The Countdown PC. Like and follow the show through Podbean, where we host. And, of course, Twitter. I already said that. Moving on. That's the end of it today. Episode 420. The show, people. Wayne, what's happening next
1: week? And then a bit of an announcement for what's happening the month thereafter. Sure. Next week, we're going to do the... Top 10 movie insults. This is something that came to us from... David Powell,
0: patron, top-level patron of the show, and of course, now co-host to the We Watch The Thing podcast. Do check out... He's joined the tribe, people. David Powell and B. Dizzle, a wonderful show out of Australia as well. So yeah, he said, do the worst, the best 10 movie insults, and then do your impressions of them, I think was his yeah, instruction. It's going to be a performance art piece. Mm, we'll see how we go with that one. And then the month after, look, we, we passed it with nary acknowledgement. Eight years of a podcast. Now, yeah, my understanding is the average length of podcast number of episodes is like ten to thirty episodes. Yeah, before people and quit, they pod fade, they disappear into the neither, the nether, the ether, and they never ever return. So, for us to have hit now four hundred and twenty,
1: mm. it's, a, it a, bit a, it's week, a bit of a one week, long
0: haul. Mate, we decided we probably haven't given enough credence to this fact celebration. So we're going to do a month celebrating the show, and here's how we're going to do it. The best and worst eight TV shows that have started since 2015.
1: Yeah, so in the era of the show, yep. what are the best and worst things like TV And because films? it's eight years, we'll
0: do the top eight. Top eight. The top eight TV shows of since 2015. The the top, the worst eight TV shows yep. of, we tried or got almost all the way through and mm-hmm. fucking think this is a piece of shit. And then the worst eight films we've seen since 2015. And the, and the best. best eight films. We've seen since 2015, at least in that era. We'll limit it. That's right.
1: I'm still working on the name for this particular eight-a-thon, but we'll get get there.
0: We can't call it the 80s because that would give the wrong impression.
1: No. We'll we'll come up with it.
0: If you've got a suggestion, by the way, hey, hit us up. We'll give you absolute due credit. Absolutely. How we can celebrate eight years of a a podcast. I'd love to have gotten this to to 10 years and said we're doing the top 10s and whatever and continue the streak that way, but that's a lot of faith that the show is going to go. Totally. We'll we'll do the eight for now. And the
1: eight's very lucky for the Asian folks like myself. There we go. Yeah. yeah. The 8th of March. Nope. We'll, we'll, come, we'll, come, we'll come up with something. We'll the come ida's. up with something. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. <laughs> it's not all going to be
0: gold. What's coming your way in the next five weeks on the countdown? Thank you so much for joining us today. It'll be really, truly appreciated. And for everyone who gets involved, it uh, just blows our mind after, after eight years that people still do. Absolutely. So, love you, people. Talk to you soon. Have a great weekend. My name is Wayne. My name is Paul. And this has been The Soundboard. Ooh. That's a bingo. Eight hey. fucking years, man. We'll catch up
1: next time. If you want to call me, baby, just go ahead now and if you. Like tell town, baby, just go ahead now and if you. Wonder about me flowers, just go ahead now and if you. Like the dump for hours, just go ahead now.
0: It's played, of course. Sorry, a bit. That is base. It's just proving that not always <laughs> black people turn up the base. <laughs>
1: <laughs> Please put that as a goddamn. <laughs> Come on, motherfucker! Shit. <laughs> Ball's all about that base. <laughs>